Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. And this week I'm sitting down with my beautiful fiance and partner in business and life, Paul Alicio. We are talking about relationships and the top five keys to having a fulfilling relationship and things to be aware of to not only fine tune your relationship with yourself, but also understand how to really know your needs and be able to connect and communicate at a deeper level. I know you're going to love this week's episode for any questions or comments. You can head to my website and the details are available in the show notes. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever. And a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10 minute tips and 30 minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune in to relaunch my life radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. I'm really excited to be having this conversation today with my beautiful fiancé, Paul Alicio. How are you today, darling? Yeah, really good. Really excited to be on the podcast again. It's always fun to be invited on. Yeah, we had a specially requested podcast topic around relationships and we do get a lot of questions about our relationship and a lot of our students have admired our relationship from afar and say that it's like the dream couple goals, all of those sorts of things, which is really funny, but also we wanted to share some of the magic behind our relationship and the things that we've done to make our relationship so fulfilling. And one of the things we were sort of talking about is that your relationship can be either not working and create a lot of unconscious stress and problems, or it can be in flow. It can kind of be like the glue that holds everything together. Yeah. So with our students, our clients, you're really seeing it being a stabilizing force in their life or a destabilizing force. Know, adding a lot of fulfillment or creating a lot of stress so like we really want to just give you some tips to get it right in your, in your life mm. and one of the preframes I suppose is that obviously every single person's relationship is so unique and you'll have your own unique co-creating energy that you're creating with your partner in your relationship that is obviously going to be really different to ours but we wanted to share some tips that no matter what relationship you have would be effective and would help you to create an even more solid foundation so do you want to start off with the first sort of tip that we talked about when we were chatting we kind of were thinking about getting into a relationship right and one of the key things we were, were talking about and thinking about was you know are you getting into the relationship with the right person and you know for the right reasons hmm. and I think for a lot of people they might just drift into a relationship and end up in one and not really know, made a decision like, yeah, this is the right person. This is someone I want to be with. And this is where I want to go. And before they know it, they're kind of in it and, you know, you've gone a long way in it. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, what do I do now kind of thing? So what you're saying is pick the right person to start with. Yes. <laughs> that definitely helps. And that's something that we have both acknowledged is 
is picking the right person but also I think we both did a lot of work to make ourselves the right person and that was sort of the first tip that we thought of was this whole idea that you may or may not have heard of before which is around really being okay with being on your own and I think a lot of people get into relationships because they're not okay being on their own and what gravitated us towards each other was that we were okay not being in a relationship but for some reason it was it just seemed like the most logical sense for us to be together because Mm. we were kind of just like these two puzzle pieces that together flowed and worked even more effectively even though we were happy being on our own as well so being okay being on your own explain that to me a little bit well i think it really like distills down to the old adage of loving yourself and being happy with your own company. And it's funny, I would say it was about six months before I met you. I remember I was at home in my, I had like this loft apartment type thing that I was renting at the time. And I was ironing my work shirts because yes, before I met you, I worked in corporate. You remember that I was ironing my work shirts and I was having a conversation with myself and I made myself laugh, which sounds really crazy, but I, I was having a conversation with myself and I literally said something that made me laugh out loud. And I said to myself, oh, you're really fun to be around. I love being around you. And it was this really funny moment where I had this realization that I was my own best friend. And I love that idea of like, you're the only person that you can guarantee is going to be by your side for the rest of your life. Like, when people talk about relationships, the reality is one person is always going to either leave first or die. And so we have this this idea, this sort of societal program of, oh, you find your partner and then you'll be happy. But honestly, like being happy on your own is the best recipe to find that person to just be the extra icing on the cake. Yeah. What does it mean to I, you? I think like what you said there is really important in terms of, you know, feeling like, you are your best friend, you love being around yourself. And I think knowing that you're complete already and feeling that and you're not missing something, you need someone to fill in the blank or give you something you don't have. Um, just really a relationship somewhere you go and you, it adds to you and it, you can give more of yourself and find more of yourself in a relationship. But f- coming from that sense of you are enough already is really important and not going there going, well, I need them to feel something or need them to give me something I don't have, which I think a lot of people are looking to feel that plug that, that, you know, empty spot inside them Mm. that they uh, need in someone else that they don't think they have. But that's also the programming in society is you find that perfect person and then your life is fine. Like even Mm. if you look at Disney, if you look at pretty much any TV shows, anything at all, the programming is you're not okay unless you're in a relationship. But then most people's relationships, most, that's a bit of a generalization, but a lot of people's relationships are quite dysfunctional. And we're going to talk about some of the things that can create dysfunction and some of the kind of projections that can occur in relationships if you're going into it quite unconsciously. And I think that that's a really important thing to sort of start digging into. So so before we move to anything else, what would you say is like the key tip to be okay on your own? Or what would you say is people need to think about? Or Well, I explore? think it's probably some of the things that we're going to talk about in a moment. But it's really finding out who you are, what you need, what your values are, what you believe, like cleaning up as well a lot of your past experiences with relationships as well, because some people are okay on their own because they are actually avoiding intimacy. 
mm. because of blocks and traumas. So there's being okay on your own, but not being so like fiercely independent that you are avoiding any of those past relationship traumas. So it's almost like this paradox of being okay on your own and with others that I think uh, is also really important because if you're only okay on your own, then that also brings its own issues. Yeah. What would you say? Oh, 100% I agree on that. There can be people that are just like, no, I don't need someone. I don't want anyone. I'm cool by myself. But that could be a complete coping mechanism to keep themselves safe in a way, yeah. to not be rejected, to not be hurt, to not open up and like, you know, see what's under you know, the shiny outside kind of thing. So mm. um, definitely. And I think, yeah, a lot of what we're going to dive into is going to be a lot more of that. And let's dive into the next thing. So obviously in in knowing how to be okay by yourself, really our next key tip is knowing your needs, knowing who you are at a deep level. And you know, that's a can be a slippery slope, but we like to think of, you know, obviously understanding your values and what's important to you is a cool place to start. So do you want to share a little bit of, how you do that in our relationship yeah well i think time alone is really important and having that space to get clear on yourself and what you need because i think it is very easy in a relationship to focus on your partner's needs and fulfilling their needs and then denying your own and that is a nice recipe for issues <laughs> uh, so i think getting really clear on what it is that you need and and expressing that to yourself and your partner is really important and and that comes with a safe history of communicating your needs. So it comes over time. If you have not really communicated this up until now, and then all of a sudden you're all gung ho of, I need this, I need that, I need this. It could seem really out of character. So I think it's like a, a gradual process, um, but definitely understanding your, your values, working like honestly working with a coach because they can help you to see your blind spots and see outside yourself is really important. What would you say? I think, yeah, all of that is super important. I think one thing that comes to mind is for a lot of people, they've learned their life to put their needs second, whether that's because of what they saw growing up, whether that's because uh, they, you know, I can think of my upbringing where, you know, doing things for other people was the way I learned to, you know, get love and attention. So my needs, I didn't know what they were because I was always focused on doing things for other people, which, mm-hmm. you know, became what I did for a living, which is a cool thing. But sometimes learning to explore what that actually means because people haven't taken the time and space to do that. And, you know, it's a real pattern for a lot of people in relationship to just go, okay, well, I'll just do whatever makes the other person happy because then at least I know they're happy, which would then make me happy. And it's it's a good way to do it. But, like, also you can end up harboring resentment and you can end up, you know, getting yourself in a bit of a trap of never actually working out what fulfills you and what you know makes you light up and all those kind of things. So... Like you said, having that alone time, having some self-reflection and actually making a conscious effort to prioritize the things that you know really energize you and fill you up so you have more to give in a relationship. Because I, I kind of feel if you're not doing those things, you're going to the partner um, for things versus bringing yourself there and giving a lot more. Mm, and I think as well, appreciating that your needs are going to change as yeah. your values change personally for me my needs change on a daily basis based on where i'm at in my cycle you know hormonally things change so i think for say even a partner like if i was to think about you if you were to try and meet my needs they're like literally constantly changing and i do hear men say like oh i never know what women want right it's a little bit of a throwaway comment but 
a lot of the time we don't know because it is so fluid and that is the nature of the feminine and so I think you're kind of setting yourself up for a fall if you're always trying to meet someone else's needs if those needs are constantly changing um so I think that that's really interesting so taking kind of responsibility and that's one of the big things we do talk about in say our NLP trainings is really taking responsibility and being in the driver's seat and being at cause in your life and I think ultimately that's one thing in our relationship I know I'm fully responsible for my life and my results and you know that you're fully responsible for your life and your results and if there's ways that we can support each other with those then we do that but you're not responsible for my happiness I'm not responsible for your happiness and I do think even still in Hollywood movies there's the old paradigm of oh I'm gonna make you so happy or I don't like being with that person they just don't make me happy and that's being at effect and that's not being in the driver's seat for your own happiness I think that's so basic but it's such an important factor it's really just giving away the way you think and feel all that power just emptying out all of your internal ability to someone else and going here's the keys you drive and if they don't know where to go or where to take you or any of those things then blaming the chauffeur when you don't give them clear directions or instructions on how to get there and so I think that's super important and I'm glad that you sort of brought that up that sometimes it is changing with you and like for me you're always like what do you want and I'm like it's basically the same thing I know (laughs) I know I can't believe how easy it is for him to just be consistently a male and be the same every day it's like it still boggles my mind I'm like wait what don't you change your mind all the time no that's the nature of the female mind (laughs) and that's that's a fun journey to explore as well I guess one of the other things that we joke about but is really important I would say one of the only times that we kind of argue is when we haven't eaten enough yes you come from a personal training background and you've studied a lot around nutrition how many people are actually probably not properly nourished uh most people uh whether it's eating enough calories to even fulfill what their body needs and so their body doesn't feel like they're under threat and under stress and they're not in a fight or flight response and their blood sugar levels drop and their bodies all the things it's starving and then everyone's a potential threat uh, or know, someone to eat yeah, yeah. And, and then obviously you nutrient needs so some people aren't eating enough you know, quality proteins quality fats or even minerals and vitamins to build the building blocks of all the feel-good chemicals that can keep you neurochemically balanced like a lot of people just aren't doing that so um i remember yeah, we when we noticed... were when we were driving to noosa when we were driving to byron for you teaching your hypnotherapy training yeah. and we had our camper van a few years ago and i was vegetarian and i was so edgy i literally like everything I was reacting to and I just was not eating enough and getting enough nutrients and I made this whole story about how I was this horrible person I was this bitch and then after a bit of a journey you might have heard the podcast around it but I drank some bone broth and I like immediately felt my body and my mind starting to shift and focus differently it's really the nutrition piece is really important hey yeah it's huge uh in so many ways in relationship because again we went through that whole dynamic where you changed your diet dramatically. And so to navigate two different eating styles in a relationship, uh, you know, from family dynamics, you know that some families will be eating different. And, you know, if you're the one that stands out, that can create a bit of division. And like, I was always cool that you were cool with it. We, we found ways to make it work. But if you are eating, you're on a meal plan, you're doing a comp prep, or you're doing something like that different to your partner, that also can create a whole dynamic. And, you know, if your goals are different, like, Sometimes I want to, you know, get stronger or I want to get leaner or whatever, and that might require me to communicate, hey, babe, I'm not going to be eating this, or I'm going to be doing that. So I think you know, knowing your needs in terms of nutrition, sleep, 
like we're both different i like i I tend to be like my brain switched on earlier in the morning and you know at night and even at night like you like to unwind and wind down different our energy needs in the day vary so yeah like sometimes i'll be in work mode when you want to be in relax mode and just to know that you know, you can do your thing and it doesn't mean you have to work is really important. It's almost like, yeah, two people come into a relationship and they both compromise so much that neither are happy. Mm. And I don't know that that's a recipe for long-term fulfillment and happiness. And I think the more you can communicate, well, what is it that you need and what is it that you need and be able to meet that individually. And yes, compromise on some things, but there's definitely some things that aren't like, yeah, there's different energy patterns different eating patterns different sleeping patterns and to be completely honest with everyone like we're still navigating that dynamic because we do have a lot of travel we do have a lot of things and the weeks i'm away like i'm running my routine my ship and then the weeks you're away you're doing that and then we come back together and 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 what we both notice is when we do come back together we kind of put each other more as a priority so enjoy our time together you know our you know routine kind of goes out the window for a little bit because we really want to reconnect and that becomes a priority. And then after a few little bit of time of that, we start to balance it out again and we start going back into you're doing that when I'm doing that, I'm doing that when you're doing that. Mm. And that works for us. And you know, we've got an extended period of being at home, which is gonna mean we, we really define you know what our energy needs are and how that works together. But knowing that we're okay with it and we've worked together as a team to know, hey, look, I need time to do my podcast and you go do that while I'm doing something else. And hey, look, I need an afternoon to myself where I'm gonna be doing this. And you know, that the next piece we're going to dive into is really important, which is communication. You know, all these things we've said, they work or don't work if you can communicate. So what would you say, say if there's a listener and they just feel like their partner doesn't communicate well? Well, that's communicating. Okay. All, if they're not verbally saying something, they're non-verbally saying something. If they're shutting down, if they're pulling away, if they're, you know, however they're showing up they're giving all communication doesn't have to be language doesn't have to be verbal everything someone says or doesn't say every the way they move the way they hold themselves that is communicating something to you so you can definitely see when your partner is closing down or they're shutting down or you know, that's showing you something so if you can learn to read their communication and be a bit more dynamic or a bit more flexible in how you're communicating with them that can really change the whole thing because it, it might be your partner has shut down so much that when you ask them something, it's gone too far for them to be able to open up. And I think one thing that you've been really fantastic with me is like starting that communication early on, like before, you know, things build up or before things become an issue. Like, do you want to explain how you sort of go about doing that? I think it is like definitely an very unconscious process that I have that I can kind of feel when things are off. And I think it is being more tapped into your emotions and your feelings and you can feel when someone isn't right. And I, and I'm always surprised by the amount of families and relationships that I've witnessed and experienced that there will be an elephant in the room and everyone will ignore it. And I'm not a fan of that. Like, and I think this is a byproduct of our upbringings. So we'll go a little bit into this. My family, the dynamic is, you, you, you basically don't talk to a person, you shut down. Because so I grew up a lot of times in my life, years of not talking to someone in my Like there'll be someone that would just not talk to you in the house. Mm. And my family dynamic still has characteristics of that. And it changes you know, who's the person over time and all that. And that was just what I grew up with and how I was kind of programmed. 
and obviously had to do a lot of work to shift that. But your family dynamic is almost the complete opposite. Yeah, our family dynamic was very much confrontation and expressing conflict and if there's an issue, getting it out of the way and like clearing it and clearing the air. And even if that means like an explosion and then the air is cleared, that, then it's cleared. It's, it's like useful. It's like that, that almost like that fire energy that burns through it all and then you can move forward. Um, and so I'm not used to having little embers sitting in the house burning away. I'm like, let's get rid of these issues because they're just going to cause fires later on. Mm. Um, and so that's definitely, you know, interesting. And so I think one of the big things that we can do is, yeah, understand our partner's upbringing because who you were in your imprint period. So the first sort of seven, eight years of your life what you experienced from your parents in those first seven to eight years is going to be what your body feels like in your nervous system of what feels like home and what feels like a functioning relationship, even if what you experienced and witnessed wasn't functioning. And the chances are none of us had a 100% of the time functioning family dynamic for the first seven to eight years of life like there is always going to be some sort of issue or conflict or the way that you perceived it would be that way and so I think we're going to get a little bit further into this but one of the things that we're both really aware of is like when am I making you my dad or mum and when are you making me your dad or mum because we do it unconsciously when we're in a comfortable home environment because where you are in your home you're going to react and respond most unconsciously because you don't have those guards up that you would have out there in the world and society. Mm. So you feel, that's why people often say like, why do you treat the person that you love the most the worst? And it's because you feel the safest for them to have all of your unconscious responses a lot of the time. And generally the person that we're in the deepest relationship with is going to get the most of our projections. And I think what you said is really important in terms of how family dynamics are so different. They all function, but some of them function like, okay, you don't have a round wheel. It's like a square wheel that like clunk, clunk, clunk. It moves still and things still happen, but it's what what we need to think about moving forward is, is it functioning the way that's going to optimize my results in my life? Because if relationship is a clunky, junky thing, then are you going to be able to perform in your career? Are you going to perform physically? Or is it going to be a detriment to those things? Yeah. So like you said, recreating our family dynamic in your relationship, that's pretty much going to happen for most people unless you're conscious and aware of it and looking for it. So it's really important to become aware of these things and go, okay, am I just recreating my childhood with my partner? Am I just recreating my past relationship? Like, are you bringing your baggage forward and you haven't emptied it out? You're just like, you know, making them wear the mask of your your parent or and it seems like that's the socially accepted thing to do is like you just get out of one relationship and people just get into another um and they haven't really cleared or learnt from all of the things that have gone on so i guess a good activity to do for people listening is to grab a pen and paper and and start thinking about and write down like what does it mean for you to be like a man or a woman what does it mean to be a husband or a wife or a partner, you know, what do those labels actually mean to you? And also some reflection on what were the characteristics of your parents growing up and who are you most showing up as and who is your partner showing up as or when you've been in relationships, what traits 
of both your parents has have your previous partners been reflecting because that can be a really good indicator of your blueprint and your programming and your programming is going to determine what you then find attractive in a partner so what you're attracted to or you know or find really annoying those are going to be those hot buttons that are going to be the things that probably need to be kind of worked through and cleared yeah Yeah. all those patterns and themes that have been happening you're recreating reoccurring like Juliet said if if there is emotions that you know weren't resolved as a child or weren't resolved in past relationships you're going to recapitulate reenact recreate with a different person basically the same problems over and over again until you resolve them so you know learn from your past or the future will punish you is the old saying Mm. so seeing you know what are the patterns and themes a lot of clients that i've worked with when i ask them about their you know what's happening in their their relationship or their past relationships i I normally ask them is this happened before is this a theme and they say yes and they go okay so tell me about your you know upbringing childhood a lot of times it's the same thing almost exactly and they go oh i never thought of that i never realized that and so yeah we're doomed to keep recreating the same thing over and over again and i believe like our parents are setting us up to evolve past whatever they were stuck in emotionally and mentally. And so we, we almost get stewed in that broth of, okay, this is our current challenges based on where we were. You're going to cook in this until we, you, you, you marinate in it. And then you're going to, in life, learn to break through these layers or just keep recreating them and keep passing it down. And when you say break through the layers, I think one of the things that is also important is to not fully reject what those characteristics were that our parents did display because sometimes the temptation can be like oh well i don't want to be anything like that parent and then you'll kind of reject and disown and cast into your shadow all of those traits that actually have a purpose and so the more you can kind of include and this is what we spend a lot of time on yeah. yeah this is what we spend a lot of time on in our master practitioner course is diving into shadow traits and those traits that we reject but also the traits that we pedestal in others and bringing you back into wholeness and that's where we were coming back with being okay with being on your own and being that whole mm. person because then you're two whole healed people or healing continuous process healing people that are responsible for their own results and supporting one another so i think that one of the big things we both learned from our childhoods but also our previous relationships is the importance of communicating and mm. we do talk a lot don't we we talk I don't even understand how we still have stuff to talk about, hey? I don't know either. Um, (laughs) I remember once when I was... I feel like right now, I'm just like so excited because I have so many things to tell you, but we're doing a podcast right now. Like, hey, I've got to pause this so we can talk about something else (laughs) and then we come back to talking about talking whatever we're talking about. Uh, Yeah, we talk a lot. Like, we're just always in dialogue and communication with each other all the time, which is fantastic. And I feel like the layers of that are open on lots of ways. Like, we talk about our dreams together, our future, what we're doing now, but also what we need and want and all the things we've kind of mentioned. And that always hasn't always been the case for me. Like I definitely, you know, after a career, I'm a talker, but I ne- wasn't necessarily emotionally open about talking about how I thought or felt or what I needed. Um, and so that's been something that has developed massively in our relationship. And I feel like you were a huge, you know, part of that to make me feel safe in communication. Now, this is one thing mm. I think for men, you know, it's a big thing to open up emotionally. It's a big thing to, you know, share your inside world with someone else. And women, I'm sure it's the same, but women, like, I don't want to be stereotyping, but generally do that a lot more than what men do. So I think for a partner to create a safe environment for some your partner to open up and be receiving, 
non-reactive to yeah. what they're saying and just let it land and know that it's not necessarily about you, it's about what the person is going through and what they're seeing and not take it personally is huge and just let it land and uh, that creates a safe environment for that to continue happening because if a person does open up and they get shut down because of the way you react to them and take it personally and get triggered and then that starts a big you know fire you know that has a place too and sometimes you both need to go through that and, and whatever but I've, I've found that we both opened up that communication avenue where hey I'll let you empty you just say whatever you need to get it off your chest and that's very therapeutic for you mm. and also brings a lot of awareness to you, you about what's going on but also me and seeing and understanding your internal world and then learning from that because we, we're really aware that whatever our partner is going through at some level unconsciously we are doing that too so yeah. if you're having a bit of a tumultuous time then it gives me a chance to reflect on okay well maybe i was unconscious of how i was doing something similar like that and then okay where can i integrate own those things yeah. so that it takes a bit of a load off you because what in a relationship if one of us is overexpressing something the other one's probably going to be under expressing it or suppressing it and so yeah you know this is what we've noticed especially like in terms of working because we work together sometimes we need to take a back seat while the other one drives and, and vice versa mm, yeah i think like coming back to that your partner is one of the strongest reflections of your unconscious mind like a lot of the times what i'm if i'm feeling something or i'm expressing something i can as i'm communicating know how it's probably also true for you and i think it's really easy to be in a relationship with someone and see the other person as having all the problems but that can be a little bit of a trap because if they're your partner they are reflecting your unconscious mm -hmm. and there's a part of you that you're seeing in them that it's easier to say oh no no that's their shit but if it's their shit it's your shit too and this is really this can be a bit touchy for people, especially, you know, if people have got issues with, you know, domestic violence and like certain partners. And yeah. what's really fascinating is if you're, you keep attracting the same person, but in a different, like if, for example, I make the joke that I had this, the same person with diff, the, the same name, different person with the same name or the same person with the, you know, the same thing over and over again. And so if you keep attracting... He had a girl. Partner, he had three girlfriends all with the same name. That's yeah, what he was yeah. just trying to say. <laughs> and could have been four, but she had been with five Pauls, the next one. So this is what's happened. Like We unconsciously are a magnet for our rejected, disowned parts. We have to bring them to ourselves like because it's our boomerang. We throw it away, it comes back to us. Mm. So if your partners are a certain way all the time, then why do you keep getting drawn to them? You're the magnet that's either... What I would say is... Uh, this is another joke I like to say is um, if the girl wasn't crazy when I met them, they're crazy by the time I left them, right? And I was like, why does why do I keep attracting that kind of partner? You don't attract it, you create it. I know, I was creating it. Whether they were like that when I met them, they were like that when I left them. So I was like, okay, well, what's this got to say about me? Because they're all turning into that, they're all whatever. And so it gave me a lot of reflection and a lot of things to look at. And as I shifted different things in myself, then... You know my relationship dynamic changed completely and so mm. uh you know a lot of people will end up with the same relationship different person or uh you know they can actually have different relationships with the same person and that's what's really fascinating i love when clients say oh you won't believe how so-and-so is now i didn't even say anything to them, and they're completely different so no that they actually 
they had all of that there already. You just couldn't see it because you were filtering them in a certain way to make them show up in the way that you needed to see what you needed to see. Totally. And like, even though we've been together for like seven years nearly, it's like Mm -hmm. this relationship we're having right now has never existed before. And it's like every day I meet a different version of you and we show up differently. But one of the things on this third tip for communication, one of the things I think that we both always have unconsciously agreement we haven't even like consciously agreed on this it's just something we do is if i ever ask you can i talk to you for a moment or if you ever say to me hey can i just talk can i just empty for a moment we always say yes and give each other our full space and energy and non-judgmental space to just give that and i think that's that's really important because i do think a lot of people in relationship like it's easy to get busy it's easy to get bogged down it's easy to avoid stuff and it's it's really kind of hard for people to sort of open up and say hey can i just talk to you about what's going on for me right now and i think that that is a really important piece and i love nothing more than when you do that i'm like oh it's like always beautiful and important and it's just nice to know what's going on in your world because otherwise i just mind read it anyway because i'm an inferential listener so it's always good to hear what is actually going on um and yeah the other thing sometimes we do we haven't done it a lot lately because we haven't sort of needed to but every now and then we'll just sit down and make eye contact and just look into each other's eyes and let one person talk while the other listens and then swap and not say the other person doesn't say anything they just literally listen and I think that's really important because a lot of people don't feel heard. And I think if you don't feel heard in your intimate relationship, then where do you feel heard? Like, mm. I think that that's, that's really important. But I think, again, the number one thing, being okay with being yourself, like making sure that you're listening to yourself and communicating to yourself and your needs is, is really important. Um, and should we shift into the fourth step? Yeah, 100%. One of the things that we both talked about when we were coming up with this list is connection. And we have both got the shared belief that your sexual connection and your sex life really, really matters when it comes to a relationship. Otherwise, you're just flatmates. You just Mm. may as well just be friends. And I think that that physical connection and union is something that, you know, we rarely will go a day without having sex unless we're you know interstate or something like that and it's something that I look forward to it's something that I like cherish and it's something that like even when we are intimate I am already looking forward to the next time that we're gonna have sex and that's not something I've ever experienced before and I can only put that down to obviously you're very sexy but (laughs) but our connection like emotionally and conversationally and knowing each other's like beliefs and dreams and that connection it's just like the icing on the cake for me yeah and i mean we're very lucky to um, share a lot of space together and have the opportunity to be around each other a lot which you know makes it fantastic to be you know intimate with each other when we have energy and not have to like for a lot of people it's very different they've been at work all day they've been and we don't um, have kids yeah, so that yeah. helps I think so <laughs> that's cool and I think for both of us like we're super attracted to each other we're super connected in lots of different ways and I think what's great is we don't let the other stuff get in the way I think that's a real important part for both of us and we make it a priority and when that's working well I feel like as a man my headspace is completely clear I can focus better I am you know, less distracted and more, you know, able to switch my brain on, you know, uh, some people make the joke that you guys can only think with one brain at a time. 
And so for me, I, I feel like it's just a building block for a fantastic day. A lot of times for us, like if we start the day connected, mm-hmm. then it really makes a big difference. And um, I've heard one of my mentors say that, you know, sex in a relationship can be like something like either a glue or it can be like an oil. So in relationship, what I've experienced in the past is where, you know, the, the sex was actually the thing that kept the relationship stuck together, but it actually didn't make it run smoothly. It was like the adhesive that stopped you from leaving, but didn't make the relationship smooth. Where I feel like in our relationship, it's more like the oil, which actually keeps it all flowing and moving like a fine-tuned machine. Like the more we connect that way, the, the smoother everything f- rolls together. And I don't feel like you use you know, sex or anything like that to control me or to trap me or to, you know, and, and I've had that in past relationships. Mm. And so for me, it's a real different dynamic where I feel like the more we connect with each other, the more rich it becomes. Not like yeah. it's a, it's not I'm a withholding butter. from you because, you know, you're yeah. not. Yeah, I've, I've witnessed and I've heard women say, mm. or I've told him that we I won't have sex with him unless he does this, this, and this. Yeah, and, it's a bargain And that's chip, something yeah. that I've just never done. And I think it's probably also largely because I had very little sex for about 10 years. So I was very deprived for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just so grateful <laughs> that I have a partner that has the same... Like, we have a very similar sexual appetite. And I think for those listening that don't i think that that's also something to um to to talk about and communicate about um but also you know know your needs and sometimes you know it's about being okay with self-pleasuring and it's about being okay with still making sure that you're getting your needs met and not you know resenting your partner mm-hmm. if it is out of your um you know your i don't know quota <laughs> yeah you know don't expect it from them but you know, if you if you if you need something, then you know, make sure you can fulfill that yourself. I feel like in our dynamic that we both fulfill each other's needs quite well, mm. and so we don't need you know to do a lot of extra things. But you know, I don't know. Could we just make that up? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think yeah. it depends, and and we have had a lot of travel this year, yeah. so it's been a bit different. But I do think like it is a really important piece, and I think it's something that when it doesn't work, it can create issues. Mm. Um, and so again, you know, something to communicate, but also to explore for yourself. Well, it's well. like the whole food thing. Like you have, we have physical needs as a human. If you're not eating, you get hungry and you get grumpy. Mm. You know, you have, you know, sexual needs. And if you don't, you know, you get hangry. Like what do you call it? If you get horny, hungry, I don't know. Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> you know, yeah, like horny, angry. There's probably a word for it. But, yeah. you know, that can happen too. Like, it definitely can be a thing. You take it out on each other. And that's not that's not a necessarily great building block for a relationship. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, as well, if people's needs aren't getting met, then, you know, it is normal. People will start looking elsewhere or start looking into different stuff and that can cause friction and issues as well. So, yeah, yeah I think one of the things is like there's all these little sort of pieces and if, if, 
and we kind of we talk about in NLP trainings like the whole idea of anchoring and negative anchors and negative anchors can be negative associations and yeah. if you start having negative associations to your sexual relationship if you start having negative associations to your last time you tried to communicate you got shut down if you st- the the more stacked negative anchors you have in a relationship the kind of more jarred and disjointed it's going to be but you do always have to look at your relationship with yourself because your intimate relationship will mirror that mm-hmm. and so that's why we sort of one of our biggest tips and the, the sort of piece that we wanted to end on is something that you will know from listening to this podcast or any of the interviews I've done with Paul or following any of our work is like the importance of clearing your past and really doing that deep subconscious inner work on your relationships on your Mm. parental programming on past relationships you've had you know any experiences traumas beliefs things like that and and really clearing that so that you can bring as clean a slate to a relationship but not only that you're more likely to attract someone who's also done that clearing as well not bringing all your baggage in and uh you know taking that forward with you travel lightly um, from past relationships, like we talked about from parental, you know, what you saw growing up, what you, not even just what you saw, what you heard, what you felt, the environment and the sort of patterns and themes that your parents played out. All of those things contribute to you know, what you're experiencing in the now and we tend to just recreate that with the person we're with in our, in our relationship. So the cleanup work is not only going to benefit you and your experience, but anyone that's in relationship with you is going to get a different ability to be more of themselves without you know, the goggles of the past distorting how you see them and what they can show up as. Mm, and, like, this is what why we do what we do in the world and this is why we do the work that we do and we teach people about how to actually clean up their past and you can definitely work with a coach and you can do that and you can also learn these skills for yourself which I believe are like fundamental human lifelong skills that we all benefit from and you know we are really excited to be doing more work from home and running more courses online so that everyone that is listening to this wherever you are we're offering our NLP and our hypnotherapy trainings online starting from the next few months so if it is something that you've been getting the call for, like clearing up those past programs, it's just phenomenal the amount your life changes. And like the students that we have in our community, the changes and the difference in their lives is phenomenal. And then that ripples into everything, not just your relationships, but your financial situation, your health, you know, everything benefits when you clear up those past beliefs because most of what we're carrying is the hypnosis we received when we were a child and a lot of the time we're not even conscious of it we don't even know that that's in there yeah and you know for a lot of people the area of life of relationship is a real stumbling block and you can have that as something that's fulfilling that's rewarding that energizes you that allows you to then you know master other areas of life and for a lot of people that's like one of the fundamental building blocks and if that's never stable, then your health's never great. Your career can never reach the levels it can. Your finance never reaches the levels it can. All those other areas are dramatically affected by, you know, really making relationship, uh, like we said, a cog in your life that just makes everything easier, that stable building block. And really clearing up the past so you can experience all that there is in a relationship. Uh, And for me, the more I've worked on all my triggers, all my past stuff, the more amazing our relationship has become and like we've said it's changed over time we're different people now than we were when we first got together we're always relearning how to be in relationship with each other and relate to each other and that's an amazing process but 
the work continues because you know things come up triggers happen new life experiences happen and so the more you're, you're opening up the more you're shifting the more you're changing the more you can experience the fullness of a relationship and yourself because you only know yourself in relation to others and how you show up in their world and so you know our trainings are fantastic to help you do that and we'd love to be able to guide you through that process and mm. obviously start with yourself but the more you open up yourself the more it will help everyone in your life to you know, get more of you but also more out of themselves too yeah yeah so yeah if you want to know any more there'll be some details in the show notes and if you did hear about it on this episode be sure to let us know and we'll give you a little extra bonus if you do register for any of our trainings and you have found out about it through this podcast so thank you to all of our incredible students our evolve and relaunch community is just something that brings me so much inspiration i'm constantly inspired by the amazing coaches all around the world that are just doing such meaningful work at a time when it's needed so thank you for the special request on the relationships podcast and that's lots of fun having this conversation with you so thank you thank you for having me and if you guys do any more requests that require me to be here i'd love to jump in and help and well i think we could do one on finances i think we could do one on health we could definitely do some different things jump into a few other topics but i want to have you back next month because i'm going to be focusing on men's month and i'm going to be interviewing men on my podcast in august and raising awareness around men because um yeah there's a lot of amazing work being done now in that area and i want to raise more awareness around it so i look forward to interviewing you around men and doing the inner work as a male so thank you darling and thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode on the five tips to fulfilling relationships thanks babe that's this week's episode from relaunch my life radio live from australia visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember It's never too late to relaunch your life.